So in a normal routine, when there's no lockdown, let's take our minds back to maybe March. Did you ever get that feeling at the end of your workday where you just feel like you haven't been that productive? Maybe you haven't crossed off what you wanted to do from your to-do list, or you've maybe even done some stuff, but you just feel deflated or like you haven't done enough. Well, I bet you that if you feel that sometimes out of lockdown, now during this last three months, it's probably been hitting that nerve way harder in a different way, but somehow that familiar feeling. So one thing I've personally been struggling with is this idea that I've got more time now than ever. And to be honest with you, all I could wish for back on weekends back in March was just for a quiet one where I could completely rest or not out some work or just have a couple extra hours in the day. Now I've had three months of those, but I seem to feel the complete opposite. I don't really feel refreshed and recharged. I don't feel like I've got all this extra time. And is it because we've just had one too many of those weekends and we're a bit over it? Or is there something a little bit bigger at play here? Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, hey, balancers, and welcome back to Monday Muse 16 of the Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, you have tuned into a Monday Muse episode, which basically is the first Monday of every single month where I do a solo episode on something that has been playing on my mind or something I've been really wanting to share with you all. And this week's topic comes out of something that I've been speaking with a lot of you about in my DMs. And I think comes out of this period of lockdown that a lot of us have been in for quite a few months and weeks now. But before I dive in, I did want to share with you guys a new podcast that I've found and been listening to. I actually find a lot of new podcasts when they're mentioned or featured on other people's episodes. So I always like sharing the ones that I really like that I think you guys will also enjoy. And this one is more a neuroscience based type podcast. So, so it's, it's by-, by Dr. Andrew Huberman and it's called The Huberman Lab. And I specifically listened to an episode this morning all about dopamine and how it plays a big role in motivation. And I thought it was quite relevant to what we're going to be speaking about today. So I just wanted to start off with a point that I found super interesting. And of course, if you love this type of information or if you really enjoy this point, I would definitely recommend going and checking out the episode. I'll put a link to it in the show notes below. But basically, he was talking about the way dopamine actually works in our body. So basically when it spikes and you feel really, really good, that's like a peak, almost imagine like a peak, and you have a baseline of dopamine. And so depending on the activity you're engaging in, that peak will be more or less heightened above baseline. And what was really interesting was that he was saying something like exercise on average brings up that peak about two times. So about 200% from your baseline. However, that depends on how you subjectively appeal or engage with that exercise. So for example, if you hate running and you go for a run, that's actually not going to spike your dopamine levels like exercise on average would. Similarly, if you're doing a bit of exercise that you really love and enjoy, you're more likely to get those positive, happy emotions that are associated with a dopamine hit. And I just thought this was interesting because if you're currently doing an exercise regime or something that you don't feel terribly motivated towards, it could be because you subjectively just don't like that type of training. And what was interesting about that is even if you do do the exercise, you're not actually going to get that dopamine hit. So you won't feel that good spike of energy and good feelings after it because you subjectively don't like it. So I thought that was just something very curious to consider. And it plays a nice role when we're looking at our motivation, whether we actually like or dislike something that we're doing. 
and how that can play a role in how much our dopamine spikes or not. Very interesting stuff. That was a two hour episode that I listened to and that was literally a five minute snippet, a point I thought was very pertinent to what we're talking about today. So again, if you like it, definitely go and check that one out. I almost think sometimes, should I go back and do a neuroscience degree because I love listening to all this stuff. I find it so, so fascinating. But that's that. That's my little suggestion for the week. A new podcast if you guys want to tune in or just have a listen to the episode for something a little bit different. Now, whether you're currently walking, driving, cleaning your house, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me. And I want to thank all those people who have taken that extra little bit of time just to leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. As I've said to you guys, this is my side hustle for now, my little side passion project. And so when I do read these beautiful messages or when you guys do reach out over Instagram, it honestly makes my whole day, my whole week even. And it really keeps me in touch with my why, why I'm doing this, why I want to connect with you guys and why I want to continue to grow this community. So again, a big, big thank you. And I did want to shout out one beautiful review that I received on Friday. This was by Turner R. And it reads, can't rate the balance theory enough. Erica not only has so much knowledge to share, but the guests she has on align with everything balance is all about. A really easy listen leaves you feeling refreshed, inspired, and empowered. Thank you so, so much for those beautiful words and to everybody already who has taken the time to leave a review. It really makes a world of difference. Now onto the topic of today and the question that's been on everybody's mind, lips, DMs, wherever it's been. It's a conversation I've had time and time again in the last few weeks with a lot of you, as I said before. And it's basically about the ultimate lack of motivation and guilt around that during this whole time. So you might be feeling a little bit less driven than normal. Maybe you're feeling a little bit of guilt around your productivity levels, you're feeling a little bit slumped in energy, all things which are totally expected. And I do want to preface this conversation by saying, I think a lot of what a lot of us are feeling right now is a byproduct of being in lockdown for so long. But I do think it's an interesting time to analyze how we look at motivation, our productivity and our time, because obviously it's a very heightened, extreme point in history. And so I think if you take the opportunity to make yourself aware in this period of extremity, then I think when it goes back to day to day normality, you're able to more easily identify these things. Cause sometimes you, you know, like I'm sure you've had this experience in the past where you wait for something to be super extreme before you really take it seriously. And so I feel like this is sort of an opportune window to look at our motivation and those things in an extreme light so that when we go back to day to day life, it's easier to identify. We'll have the tools to sort of tap into that. So essentially the idea is that we feel a guilt when we haven't utilized our time to the max, or in other words, not really been that productive. So in a normal routine, when there's no lockdown, let's take our minds back to maybe March. Did you ever get that feeling at the end of your workday where you just feel like you haven't been that productive? Maybe you haven't crossed off what you wanted to do from your to-do list, or you've maybe even done some stuff, but you just feel deflated or like you haven't done enough. Well, I bet you that if you feel that sometimes out of lockdown now during this last three months, it's probably been hitting that nerve way harder in a different way, but somehow that familiar feeling. So one thing I've personally been struggling with is this idea that I've got more time now than ever. And to be honest with you, all I could wish for back on weekends back in March was just for a quiet one where I could completely rest or not out some work or just have a couple extra hours in the day. Now I've had three months of those, but I seem to feel the complete opposite. I don't really feel refreshed and recharged. I don't feel like I've got all this extra time. And is it because we've just had one too many of those weekends and we're a bit over it? Or is there something a little bit bigger at play here? 
So I think, as I said before, like we can definitely acknowledge that lockdown is draining in and of itself. But I do think and I'm curious about what's something else that could be bigger at play here. And that is if we ordinarily feel that guilt or that need for more time in our usual routine, how does that amplify during this period and what can that teach us? So I want you to raise your hand right now if you've put a lot of pressure on yourself to continuously feel productive. I've honestly got both my hands up in the air. Efficiency, being busy, 10xing our output, hustling, they're all signs of accomplishment. And back to what I was saying about dopamine before, they like, that's what hits our dopamine levels. That's what gets it really high. I bet you even right now while you're listening to this podcast, you're probably habit stacking. You might be doing housework or walking or something else productive, which I love doing too. But we all know, and I know you know this, it's not sustainable to be constantly in that grinding headspace. And especially if you're someone who's been listening for a long time now, we know we're not machines. We can't be on every single second of the day, but I really do feel the need to call this out because normally when we have one of those days when we're feeling guilty about not being productive, it's pretty easy. And I mean, I've been there before. I don't know if you have, but to enter a sort of downward spiral, which services on really uncomfortable emotions at the time where you feel really down for not having done enough in your day, you feel like you haven't done enough, those sorts of emotions let alone one day off in a normal time frame. Imagine this happening, and I'm sure you felt this happening days and months in a row. So let's dive into lockdown for a quick minute. It's a really odd thing. Like I said before, we've been given all of this extra time, it seems, which in theory, you'd think I've got all this time to do extra stuff, my projects, my hobbies, relax, etc. But we can't disregard the fact that the lack of freedom to do anything has created this new boredom And I'm not sure if you feel like this, but almost like a guilt for not being that productive. Even if you have been doing stuff like around the house that you wouldn't have done before or calling family and friends and having longer conversations and trying out different games and all those things, there's still this element of I haven't been productive with my time. And this really got me thinking about why am I feeling this way when in day to day life I crave this space and time? Isn't this all I've ever asked for? A weekend with no distractions? I have no travel time that's cut out of my day to day so I can exercise whenever I want. Like it was really confusing to me why I felt so unmotivated and guilty during this period of lockdown. So I want to introduce you guys to two terms I came across in my own personal search for some answers, and that is productivity guilt and time anxiety. Now, I do want to just quickly preface this. I'm not a psychologist or anyone authorized to be diagnosing or classifying anxiety. I more just want to share with you some findings on what it is, what it looks like and how, you know, some red, some red flags on how it might be popping up in your own life. So this feeling guilty for not being productive or as we can call it productivity guilt is also at the same time, a type of anxiety, which is called time anxiety. And there are different forms of it, but it's essentially that when you feel like you don't have enough time or that you're not maximizing the time that you do have. But here's a super interesting thing and something I really, really noticed during lockdown. It's not like, and I'm not sure if anyone listening has experienced anxiety before, sometimes it feels like a bit of a spike in your day. However, this time anxiety manifests more like a linger that causes you to procrastinate on important tasks. And here's the absolute newsflash, can even lead to burnout. Does this sound like anything you've been experiencing lately? Like you've been procrastinating, potentially feeling really burnt out, low energy, any of those things. I was seriously so confused a few weeks ago, like maybe two months into lockdown, and I honestly felt like I was heading towards burnout. Like granted, I did have a few personal things happening in my own life, but in terms of my time, I felt like I had more time than ever. 
I was doing all of my self-care. I was totally slowing down. I had all this extra time. Like what was going on? I could see the signs of burnout coming and I had no idea why that was the case because normally burnout for me was like when I was grinding and hustling and I didn't have any time to rest. And this felt like the complete opposite. And then I started receiving a lot of DMs from you guys, starting to let me know that you guys felt the same. Guilt for not doing enough, a feeling of demotivation, signs of burnout, etc. So when I started reading up about time anxiety and productivity of guilt, it occurred to me that these were probably two things that I'd been experiencing. And it was really interesting to me that I felt these now more than ever in a period where I feel like I have more time than ever. So before we dive in, I just want to explore something really quickly about lockdown in general. Because as I said before, I think it's a very opportune time to look at our balance. So it feels like something is missing, right? I know that's obvious, but Look critically at the areas of your balance. So your health, relationships, and fulfillment. Notice for you, which areas are being impacted the most right now and how that makes you feel. So I think this is important to do because it should be really easy for you right now to identify why certain areas in your life are kind of, have kind of taken a hit and others haven't. And the reason I'm asking you to do this is if you can build that awareness in now, when things are very clear cut. And as I said, they're more heightened, everything's more extreme. Then moving forward, you'll actually enhance that ability to deconstruct your balance. So for me personally, my mental health is sort of suffering and I feel constantly drained down and and low more than usual. But that's not because I'm not, say, taking care of my mental and physical health. And if I go to the other end, the fulfillment category, I'm very fortunate and blessed that I can work from home. I can do the podcast from home and I can even still work on ESFit from home. But it's really that relationship area for me, which is absolutely lacking. And I did go through a period sort of towards the beginning of lockdown where, and and mind you, I'm really an extroverted type of person. I felt so introverted. I didn't really want to talk to many people. And at that point, that's when I felt it the absolute worst. That's when I wasn't actively messaging people or FaceTiming friends, etc. So I can see how the lack of that really, really impacted me and my sense of balance. And so it's crazy how much just picking up the phone and calling my friends now that I'm sort of out of that introverted mood or just FaceTiming someone can light me up. Maybe for you, it'll be being in the office with your colleagues or in in the gym with other people or visiting your favorite beach. So I guess what I'm trying to drill down right now is obviously there'll be something missing in your life, but pay attention to what area that's impacting the most, because that will tell you how critical that area is to your balance. And you know that that's something that you need to nurture moving forward, especially if you're feeling that imbalance right now. If you're sitting back and you're feeling totally aligned and really in your element and you don't really feel off at all, then it probably means your areas are really well balanced. Maybe you found a way to compromise. So for example, maybe virtual relationship solutions have been so fine for you. And that is fantastic. You found a way to sort of evolve your balance for what we're going through now. But if you feel like it's really impacting you right now, I want you to pay attention to that and note that it's something that you'll need to nurture to maintain your balance moving out of this time. A reminder, this was just like a quick little exercise just so we can get a handle of what areas of our balance are really being impacted, what needs to be nurtured moving out of this and just really easily identify that when this particular thing is missing, I am not balanced. So that's essentially the conclusion I've come to when I don't have face-to-face contact or when I don't have meaningful connection with people doing things with the people I love, etc. That's when I really don't feel balanced. And that's what this time has really shown me. So it's a good way to sort of try and make the most of the situation by just increasing your awareness in a moment where things are really, really heightened. But let's go back to time anxiety. And our starting point as always is to understand our relationship with time 
before we decide if this is something we need to deal with or not. So fun fact, time anxiety shows itself in multiple ways. So here are a few examples and just have a think about if this manifests in your life or not. Number one is daily time anxiety. So this is the feeling of never having enough time in your day. You feel rushed, stressed, overwhelmed. Maybe this was you a little bit before lockdown. Maybe you're still feeling this now. Number two is future time anxiety. These are the what ifs that ravage your brain. You feel paralyzed just thinking through everything that might or might not happen in the future, depending on what you do right now. And the last one, number three, is existential time anxiety. So this is the overall anxiety of only having a limited time to live your life or to do things. So no matter how much you race ahead or push forward, there's just one finish line. So just to see if you've experienced any of these, practically, this looks like worrying about lateness, feeling uneasy when you don't get around to doing the things you had planned, you feel a need to rush, you believe you've missed out on opportunities. So on that last one, if you haven't successfully achieved a certain milestone, that you expected to by your current age, like getting married, traveling the world, making a career move, you might be worried that you'll never catch up. So that's that existential time anxiety. So it's just a little bit about what it is. So just park that, remember what it is. Notice if that's something you've experienced before, but let's dive into a little bit about why this might be something you're experiencing and particularly so in lockdown when we've got more time than ever. So I think the crux of this really is that now more than ever, we demand that we make our time meaningful. This translates into worries then about how we spend our time today, but also about how those actions will impact our future. So this is probably why you've been feeling deflated and unmotivated during lockdown. The day-to-day fillers, as I like to call them, like getting on the train and commuting, getting a coffee with colleagues, going to the gym, driving to someone's house, getting ready for work, going out for dinner, etc. Those are all now just blank spaces. And if you haven't taken the time to intentionally fill this space with something meaningful, then you're going to be feeling it. Now, I'm not suggesting that this is what you absolutely have to do, but rather we're trying to bring that attention as to why we're feeling the way we are. I can definitely say this makes a lot of sense looking at my own schedule. I'm definitely that kind of person that just jam packs things in. The first two weeks of lockdown was definitely a bit of a shock to the system, but as I said, was warmly welcomed as I was really craving that extra time to slow down. But as I like to call it, this was just a honeymoon phase. And quickly, I found myself in a position where I had all of this extra time, along with all of this extra demotivation and emptiness. Those filler things were gone. And I hadn't really thought about how I was going to replace them in my day to day. I still had my usual self-care, fitness sort of routines and practices, but they weren't taking any extra time than what I had already done. And what I personally found was I started spending a lot more time on social media. And if I bring it back to sort of what I was talking about at the start with dopamine and and back to what Huberman sort of talks about in his podcast, social media is one of those things that gives you a dopamine hit. But the more you do something, the less of a dopamine hit that thing will give you, especially if it's a continuous thing over and over again. And so what I found was I was going on social media almost to get this dopamine hit constantly, but that peak that it would give me just got lower and lower and my baseline of dopamine just kept dropping and so I never felt quite good after doing it I kind of felt that emptiness and drag and it was just like this state of demotivation and dullness that's sort of how I recognize that I feel that time but there's also a lot of positive things like I've definitely started walking more which has been great obviously cooking more at home as well so time spent doing groceries so that's not the only filler thing but it has played a tremendous part in why I'm feeling these more energy sucking emotions, shall we say. So where to from here? Well, what I tried to do was to be more intentional with my time. 
So I guess before you can do that, you need to kind of have a look and go, okay, what were my fillers and what have I replaced that with? What am I now doing with that time that the filler space or the filler spots would have taken up? And then you ask yourself, what can I do to be a little bit more intentional with that time? It's no secret that being unaware of where your time is going is just as stressful as worrying about not having enough time. Think of it like a dieter wanting to lose weight. Obsessing over every calorie and carb is stressful and unsustainable, as you all know, that's my opinion. But ignoring what you're eating won't bring the results you want. It's about finding that balance between awareness and action so that you can continue to live your life. So you'll note in the previous Monday Muse I did, which was on time blocking, that was really when I was in the thick of trying to make my space and time more intentional, bringing back that meaning into the hours of my day through removing distractions, prioritizing, etc. Et so I felt more accomplished and in control. But what I realized and what kind of has motivated this whole episode was that was a little bit of a band-aid fix. As with most things, I had to go that little bit deeper and I'm inviting you now, if you feel the same way, to dive in a little bit deeper with me now too. So this is perfect if you feel like you've put in some controls and measures, but you're still feeling that lack of motivation or that lack of connection with your day-to-day. Everything's a bit of a blur. You're really not feeling that spark in energy and you want to take it that next step further. So I absolutely love when a topic I choose to discuss lends itself really nicely to a neat little framework to go through all together. I think I actually should probably complete a dictionary of everything we've had to define together on the show, but here is another definition to add to the books. So before we dive in, let's just do a little quick recap. So essentially, a lot of us have been feeling more unmotivated, lazy, and potentially a little bit more down during this lockdown period. And I think if you're someone who has experienced something to do with time anxiety, so any of those examples that are highlighted earlier, if you were experiencing that well and truly before lockdown, it's highly likely that those feelings are now heightened in a little bit of a different but familiar way. So you might feel that guilt of how you've spent your day or lack of meaning with the hours in the day. And that all comes back to the fact that we really seek meaning with the time we spend. And when we don't have that intention behind the meaning, that's when, when and why we're going to feel that unmotivation, that distraction, all of those things that we've sort of gone through. And so we can put in things in place like time blocking, removing distractions, being a little bit more disciplined. But if we don't go a little bit deeper to understand our relationship with time, sometimes that can only be a band-aid fix. So let's go a little bit deeper now. Number one is you need to accept time for what it is. It exists. You can't change its speed or course. You can't get more of it and you can only do what you can right now in this very moment. So when I started to worry, let's say pre-lockdown about not having enough time or during lockdown now spiraling about what I didn't do that day or what I didn't do enough of, I come back to this starting point. You have to accept time for what it is and for what you've made of it. So number two would be to define what time well spent means to you in each of the areas of your life. So you can do this through journaling. You can do this through a visualization before you wake up in the morning. You really want to be thinking about the emotions you would feel that day, the non-negotiable things that you would be doing that fill your cup up. And I'll give you just some quick little prompts if you want to jot these down or if you just want to mark what time I'm, I'm saying these in the podcast so you can come back to it later. But for, say, your body, you could do what do you like to do to feel healthy and active for your mind? What pushes your mind in a good way? or a positive way in your relationship area. Who do you love spending time with or chatting to for your fulfillment? What work tasks or fulfilling tasks make you feel good? 
And I think we've got to throw in a bit of a play there. So what hobbies or rest activities do you really, really enjoy? So you really got to understand what things make your day good. Again, bringing that awareness. So if you've identified that it's meditation, calling your best friend, going for a walk and watching your favorite TV show, then you can find subtle ways to integrate that into your day. And probably you can reflect back on days where you haven't been feeling that great. Or if you get to the end of a day and you're thinking, oh, I just feel really low today. Have a think about what of those activities have you done or not. And that brings me to number three. You need to make room for them. Where will you actually incorporate these into your life? You have to make space for them. You can't just say, yeah, they fill me up. They're great and wait for them to happen. You have to look at these quote, time well spent activities and decide how they're actually going to fit. So it doesn't necessarily mean scheduling in a specific time for them. Although if you've listened to my episode with Rachel Finch, we do talk about scheduling in these things like you would any other medical appointment. And I think it's a fantastic way to keep yourself accountable. But if that doesn't work for you, you could just have a think about how these most meaningful tasks fit into an actual real day. We do them in the morning before work on your commute etc. You might even be a little bit worried coming out of lockdown with all these events and commitments resurfacing. You might run out of time to do all of these things. So sit down and plan it and make sure that these things don't slip through the cracks. If they're non-negotiable, they're non-negotiable. You know, make the most important thing the most important thing. Work out how it's going to fit into your real day and stick to it. And number four, which I've actually found probably the most useful is work out what tasks you procrastinate on and put some controls in place to limit those. For example, as I said, I found I was spending a lot of time on social media and I just noticed that I felt so drained after it. It never, like I never got off Instagram and a good old Instagram scroll and was like, oh wow, I feel amazing right now. And so I actually found um, that in the iPhone, you can do like a time limiter and I'm sure there's plenty of apps or, or most phones would have it as well. But I've given myself a 30 minute window every single day to be on Instagram. So that means two things. Number one, I'm not getting lost aimlessly on the app all day. And number two, when I do go on, it's very intentional. I know I've only got 30 minutes, so I'm not going to waste it just scrolling, kind of hoping something amuses me. I'm going to be engaging with things I want to be engaging in. Or even if I am just scrolling, I know that that's limited. So I need to be very intentional with that time. Just a quick side note on productivity. And this is something really interesting I heard this week. And there's been multiple, multiple studies on it. But basically, most of us will have around an eight-hour workday, right? What a lot of studies found is that most people have at best two and a half hours of really productive time a day. The rest of the day is spent on neutral activities and distracting activities. In fact, they said in this particular study that on average, 21% of a workday was spent on entertainment news and social media. Wow, that's a lot of time. 21% of your workday is almost 1.7 hours. So workplace distractions, wasting time and simply being inefficient with the time we do have all increase the likelihood that you'll lose that productivity and end up feeling guilty. So my question to you is what are your distractions? Mine was predominantly Instagram and maybe a little bit of TikTok, but what are your distractions? What can you remove or time limit to avoid that feeling of emptiness or unproductivity at the end of your day? Remember, bring it back to the meaning we allocate to our time. So for me, It means I've been really efficient with my output. I've gotten things done and I've added some value through the work that I'm doing. So if I'm spending almost two of my eight hours of work, hypothetically, according to that study on Instagram, then that's very much in conflict with my meaning of time. 
So have a little think about what you procrastinate on and see if you can put some limits or controls. Or you know what? Some, sometimes it's honestly simply about bringing awareness to it. And that's most of the job taken care of. So on that last point, I do think this is why a lot of us may be feeling the lockdown lull, as I like to call it, or that demotivation. Those filler things, as I said before, like going for a coffee, commuting, etc., that usually distract us, have probably been eaten up with whatever your procrastination or distractions are now. Whatever it is for you, it really does help explain the added demotivation that's been running rampant as of late. And I think the frustration for me was I was so focused on the time aspect that I really wasn't paying attention to who I wanted to be in each of the areas of my balance. And I forgot to even think about the meaning behind what I was doing. It just sort of all happened mindlessly. All these fillers were replaced with now at-home fillers. And I just felt so detached from myself and my meaning. And I think a really nice quote here by Maria Edgeworth is, if we take care of the moments, the years will take care of themselves. So don't think big scale here. Let's just bring it all in, bring it to right now. You've got this moment right now. You're listening to a podcast. You may be doing something else. Have a look critically at the rest of your day. What do you need to get done? What are your non-negotiables? What are your biggest distractions and things that make you procrastinate? If you can bring awareness to those, I'm not saying completely get rid of them out of your schedule because you need those mental breaks throughout the day. If scrolling on Instagram or just watching a TV show helps you just switch off for an hour, then that's great. You need those down moments. But we need to be aware when they become too much that they're encroaching on our productivity, they're making us feel that emptiness and they're eating into our motivation levels. And when we do things too many times, it's obviously going to affect the amount of dopamine that it gives us. And therefore we need more and more of it to satisfy that void. So being really intentional with your time will also space out those activities so that when you do go to do them, say you do have a break and just scroll mindlessly on Instagram, it potentially will give you that dopamine hit because you haven't been doing it all morning. So now that you have a rough idea of what a good day would look like or what activities are most meaningful to you slash which ones distract you the most, I want to have a quick chat about a little bit of a paradox in and amongst all of this, which I think is really important coming out of lockdown. So even when we do get to a point where we're super connected with our happiness, our idea of success, our ability to be purposeful, we tend to fall into this basket of overcommitment. And this is so important to chat about heading into normality. I think as of next week, basically Sydney is going to be rolling out of lockdown. I'm sure Melbourne will soon follow. And this is linked to the thought that if we fill our days out with as much stuff as possible, then we get more satisfaction and relief, more stuff, more productivity, that kind of vibe. However, I'm sure some of you can nod your heads in agreement that this really isn't the entire truth. Be mindful that more is not better. Finding or creating more meaning doesn't mean having zero spare time. It doesn't mean blocking out and booking in ourselves back to back all day. We have to be really realistic and not overload ourselves to avoid having the opposite effect and swinging back into having no time and then worrying about where you're going to fit everything into. So just some key takeaways before we wrap up and I let you go for the day. One, time's going to pass whether we like it or not. Two, wishing for more time or worrying about not using it effectively won't slow down its passage. It's only going to leave you feeling worse. So don't spend the last hours of your weekend worrying about the days ahead. Focus on using that time to do exactly what you want to do. And remember, if you take care of the moments, the years will take care of themselves. If you related to anything I've spoken about, about time anxiety, so that's either not having enough time or worrying about how you've spent the time you do have, have a think about what the meaning of your time is really about. 
If it turns out that you're concerned with what you're doing and what you're doing is not meaningful enough, it's time to look at what a meaningful day would look like to you. Map out the tasks, activities, people, things, etc., that give you the most meaning as well as those that do not and think a little bit more critically about your day to day. Four, if this has been heightened during lockdown, bring your awareness to what fillers you've replaced with your usual distractions and whether this is adding more meaning or detracting from it. If you're dissatisfied or feeling that lack of motivation, you can reassess where you might be able to shift things around. Number five, coming out of lockdown, it's important not to go too crazy in overloading with meaningful things so that you fall into a bit of an overcommitment and swing back, swing back into time anxiety on the other extreme, i.e. not having enough time. And lucky last, number six, demotivation, lack of energy and dissatisfaction are all things that I've felt as well. And I I do think the good news is that they can be shifted once we increase our awareness and acknowledge what is meaningful for us and just do more of that. Guys, remember, emotions are a normal part of what everybody's going through. But just remember, you have survived 100% of your bad days. When you do have a bad day or a day where you just feel a little bit off, you feel like your balance really isn't that aligned. I want you to think really critically about what you did that day and how it made you feel. Sometimes we can even look at what we did the day before. If we've had massive spikes, say, in dopamine, then the crashes can last often a couple days after. So it's just about taking inventory of what we're doing and how we feel directly after it. The things that make us feel great, do more of that. The things that don't make you feel great, if for some reason you still want to continue to do them, can you implement some controls around that? I think all of these things will really help you start to feel that motivation tick back up, or I guess just more zest for life. As I've said time and time again on the show, I don't think motivation is a constant thing that's always there. I think it's a bonus when it rocks up at your front door, but I don't think we can rely on it. So if you're feeling a lack of motivation, to me, that implies you're less than neutral, but we want to be in that neutral spot where we're thinking, okay, I'm going to do what I got to do. I've got things that make that give me meaning, that make me feel happy. And you know what? If motivation's there, that's an added bonus rather than you're a little bit in the negative and not really prompted to do much at all. So that's it from me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on the concept of time anxiety, productivity guilt, and a little bit about dopamine. I have found that these things have been super useful in helping me deconstruct, I guess, my relationship with how I've been feeling during lockdown and why, even though I went to the extreme efforts of time blocking, why that still didn't seem to fill the void completely. I'm really excited for this summer. I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get out and I hope I can meet you all someday in person as well. It'd be awesome to do like a balancer event or something like that. I do have a couple projects in the works at the moment, so you'll have to stay tuned for that. I'm, my lips are sealed right now because everything is still under construction, but I will be releasing things in the months to come. I am wrapping up my guest schedule for end of year. So if you guys have any suggestions or even just topic requests for the last few Monday Muses, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week.